I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, so, listeners, it's been a while since I've talked about the baby in my life, which is my wife and I's son. Oh, I thought you were going to say your grill. (laughs) Um, He's going on nine months. And I feel no like way. nine months. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I feel like we're, we've went backwards in the sleep cycle because there for a <laughs> while he's, he was sleeping through the night and it was the best thing. And I felt so proud. Like, I'm like, you know, this is dope. Like, this is cool. Like this isn't that bad. Now he hit the eight month mark and literally he screams. He just screams. We don't know what to do. And so now we're like letting him, letting him cry through it. Just cry it out, bro. And so he can like raise himself up and he looks like he's in jail in his like little crib and he just screams at the baby mom. Does monitor. he take a cup and just run it across the bars back and forth? <laughs> he does not. He could. Uh, I did wake up the other uh, the other morning and he had ripped the baby monitor off of the crib and threw it in the floor. And it was in the floor. And uh, so anyway, for people who have kids, feel free to tweet at me. If, if your kid hit the eight month mark and he... And he or she would not sleep through the night. What did you do? Because these lo- these nights are uh, long and uh, yeah, full of tear. So uh, in the uh, the non kids having section of life, I have watched all the playoff games. <laughs> yes, this is a task, man. I, I I'm so proud of Nick right now. So that's, He's watched every that's what minute I'm doing of every time. playoff game. <laughs> that's what I'm doing with my time not, since I don't have a kid. So, <laughs> All right, on today's podcast, we are going to do a Mavericks offseason preview. We haven't done this yet. I'm kind of surprised we haven't yet. We're just going to go through we've, all- we've touched on a lot of this stuff randomly, but yeah, not all in one pod. We've, we've touched on all of it, but now that we're officially in the offseason, the playoff games are all in, in full swing, and the Mavericks offseason has officially begun. The exit interviews are done and all that. We're going to do the big offseason preview. So all the major dates – We'll tell you when things are coming up. Uh, there's a couple of small things here and there, like options and stuff like that. We'll touch on some of those things. A lot of those things will just come up because they can change. We uh, we tried to keep up with those last year, like people like different players' options, and then we'd be like, all right, this is the date when, when this option has to be decided on, and then all of a sudden it get extended, and the option date isn't until later. And that, that stuff just changes so rapidly that it's hard for us to keep track of. But All right, let's uh, – we're gonna do that, and uh, let's just—I'm just gonna go through the big dates, and then we'll go through them one by one as we get to them. First date, obviously, the, probably the biggest date of the Mavericks offseason, probably right, is the dra- uh, the draft lottery. May- I'd say free agency would probably be—I'd say free agency July one is day A, day B would be draft lottery. But I feel like if they hit, if they get a pick in the lottery, that makes everything else better like maybe not the most important but the the biggest you know the biggest indicator as to how this offseason is going to go 
Yes, it definitely opens up a lot more possibilities. Right. And so, if there are five doors in which they could open and go through right now, getting a pick in the top four opens up about three or four more doors. That matters. Yes. And then, that uh, that, so that's May fourteenth. So that's, I mean, that's a month away. That's yeah, that's and pretty wild. Last year, what did we do? We watched that together last year, didn't we? I, I think yes, yes. You were at my house. We grilled out. Yes, and we yes, and we recorded live. Like we we push record <laughs> as the lottery was going on. You could hear our oh, real time yeah. uh, reactions and all that stuff. Remember the day and age in which we did live streams and oh. people would tune in, and it was it was fun. I just I don't my I don't have a good enough computer to do it. We I, I tried it a whole bunch. I tried it a personal one, and uh, my computer just can't handle the program that. The program that I want to use to make the stream the best it can be, I, my computers can't handle it. So, whenever we get, en- whenever we make enough money so I can get a better computer, that's when. Uh, that's when somebody I wants to do donate it. towards our uh, hey, podcast fund. Hey, my uh, my Venmo is Nick Angstead. You can just straight up <laughs> give give to there. Um, my PayPal is also Nick Angstead. <laughs> the uh, the next big date after that is the draft. So we have the lottery, then we have like you know couple weeks until the draft that's june 20th is the nba draft that's gonna be a big day mavericks uh, we'll go over what the mavericks are gonna have and stuff like that if they have a pick if they don't uh and then the second round pick as well the next date after that that's big is june 24th when luka Doncic will receive his nba rookie of the year award like hbo said are we gonna go back to the lottery and and talk yeah about yeah anything? i'm just or going over just... the the big things and then we'll go okay, through them okay. one by one uh so then the awards are june 24th which is very dumb because the votes had to be in by friday so stupid. like last friday and so we have to wait 10 weeks over 10 weeks until the awards get get handed out it's just it's very weird and then um free agency after that obviously july 1st every mavericks fan should know when free agency is because of the deandre jordan situation and then Summer League is, is July 5th. starts right after free agency. So you can kind of see how this podcast is going to go. That's, this is pretty much how this podcast is going to go. We're going to talk about the draft until the Mavs don't have a pick. We'll still talk about the draft because it's going to be important. There's going to be trades that happen then. There's other things that we'll get to about trades and the draft that will be important. Then, some, then, free, then free agency, obviously. Then the Summer League. And then uh, the NBA season starts October 22nd this year. So they pushed it back about a week from from last year um and or from this year i guess it's still going on and so uh training camp or preseason usually is about two weeks before the season starts and then training camp will be before that so you're looking at training camp being it's it's obvious in september so late september or something yeah i think last year was on the 24th 25th so obviously august is your dead month that's when um, a lot of team employees take their vacations free agencies basically over at that point uh, there's no really big trades that happen. That's your what What the crap do we do month uh, because there's no NBA things happening. And that's and when then, we thrive. Yes, and then most of most of September <laughs> is like that heading into training camp. Yeah. And then the most anticipated training camp in a very long time. Yeah. Especially since Dirk like. is coming back. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that he secretly DM'd that to us and didn't tell anybody else. <laughs> So, all right, th- those are the big dates. We're going to go through them one by one after this break and uh, just go through each one of them, talk about the little uh, intricacies and just some main points about each of those major dates because it's a big, it's a massive offseason for the Mavericks. They've already won the offseason because of 
you know, getting Porzingis and having Luca and all that stuff. But there's other things they can do to make it better. There's definitely things they can do to make it worse. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. But before we do, we need to remind you about our friends at Wise. Wise is the indoor camera that does it all. Wise is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for only 20 bucks. $20, you can get a Wise indoor camera. 1080 full HD, image is so clear you won't miss a thing. It has night vision, two-way audio, and it has free rolling 14-day cloud storage. You set it up anywhere. If something happens, an incident with one of your children, or if you want to go back and you know maybe you set it up around your ping pong table and you have a crazy play that you want to go back and see, you can go back 14 days and go check, that, check out that play. Uh, there's a lot of different features with that. Only 20 bucks. You can just get this camera. You don't have to pay monthly or anything like that. It's uh, a way to kind of set up a security system, to watch stuff. Nothing is too small for Wise to watch. Th- these are the examples that they give us that they tell us to tell you that nothing is too small for Wise. You can watch your kids destroy your home, Isaac. So if your kid starts to walk and starts going around, you can watch your kid uh, destroy the house. You can watch birds. You can watch your food simmer on the stove for a few hours. You can watch watch over your water softener to, to know when you need more salt. I don't think that's a problem I have at my house. Watching no. plant, watching plants grow through a time lapse. That's actually pretty cool. You can do some cool time lapse things with a wise camera too, since it lasts over fourteen long. days. It's fourteen, yes. 14 yes, day rolling. Fourteen days, dude. Fourteen okay. day rolling. So you can you can take all the footage off of the beginning of it, and then you can keep going. Sweet. So, uh, heck of a camera. <laughs> heck of a camera. You can go and get one at wise.com/locked. That's w-y-z-e.com/locked to get your wise indoor camera all right isaac let's go over the rest of the off season before you fall asleep <laughs> i just did an ad read and uh, if you skip through it you didn't hear isaac snoring during the middle of it so you should go back and listen to it all right the lottery so the mavericks after all the <laughs> the craziness of the uh random drawing tiebreaker thing we haven't really talked about that either it didn't really end up meaning anything uh, it has meant something in the past, but since they changed the lottery odds and things, it doesn't really mean anything now. And all it does is give you know whoever wins the you know whoever wins the random drawing an extra ping pong ball here and there, an extra like tenth of a percent, and then uh, it determines the order of the second round picks. So the Mavericks lost their three way tie, quote unquote lost, and so basically uh, the Mavericks split they split odds with you know three teams, and then they get the thirty seventh pick in the second round. Yeah, so basically, I mean, it gives Atlanta the worst pick out of uh, seven, eight, and nine, yeah. uh, as it will most likely convey to Atlanta. Uh, obviously, if they, you know, don't land at nine, they land at you know one through four. But yeah, it's kind of the like if you don't care about having that extra combination or that extra ping pong ball or something, like it kind of the best case scenario of losing to tiebreaker because you get the higher second round pick and you give Atlanta the ninth pick compared to whatever. So, I mean, realistically, if this turns into, you know, if this turns into, okay, well, I don't want to say a prospect <laughs> and then it just makes somebody mad. If it just turns into Trey Young and insert prospect um, projected to go eight through 12, you know, somewhere through there. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, any prospect uh, obviously would be, it's still worth it for Luca, but I mean that range is so hit or miss too. I mean, we yes, even you think back to the Dennis Smith Jr. draft, and you have 
Who'd you have? You have, you have Dennis Smith Jr. You have like Luke Kennard in that area. Like, you had like N- Zach Nilakina, Collins. Zach yeah. Collins. Yeah. So it's just guys. it's very hit or miss. That's just one draft example. But the idea for the lottery now is if the, if you if the the lottery they reveal the the teams and you should know this by now if you're a Mavericks fan they reveal the teams in reverse order so they go from like 14 all the way up so if the Mavericks if they reveal the ninth pick and the Mavericks have, have not been revealed yet that means they jumped up and that yes. that's very exciting so when you're watching the lottery if they reveal who the ninth pick is and it's not the Mavericks then they have moved up that means they're in that top four and then that's when you start kind of freaking out some yes but, uh something i want to mention with the lottery not a lot of people have uh, really mentioned it or ton well at least we haven't talked about it a ton is remember the uh the guaranteed money that will come with it yeah if it's not zion you look at two through four if the mavericks land two through four and they don't trade out and you know i think that they'll they would try to trade out if that was the point um if they land two through four but if they don't trade out Think about the money that goes to that. So Luca last year was the third overall pick. So he gets that set in a third overall pick salary. So he makes six point five million this year, guaranteed, or his rookie year. So it's at least probably gonna be six point five seven. The cap's gonna go up, let's just say at least seven million. That seven million's going to cut into your cap space this summer. This plays into a little bit of the equation of why some people, there are a small group of Mavs fans that are saying, we don't want the pick at all. Do everything you can to convey it to Atlanta. This draft isn't worth it. We want the 2022 first round pick because we talked about this a while back and stuff. Because if if you keep that player, is a Jarrett Culver, is a DeAndre Hunter, is an RJ Barrett, are any of these guys worth paying or worth taking six and a half million or seven million out of your cap space this summer for. And I can hear the argument for that. I mean, I think in the long run, it depends on how you view the prospect, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely a convert. I mean, definitely conversation. And definitely if you can't move it, then there's a decent chunk of your cap space going to a, a rookie. Yeah. That's a good point that we haven't mentioned on this, on this podcast yet. Um, but you Somebody also asked me this week, they said, do the Mavericks have enough cap space to get a max player? I think even if you keep the lottery pick, if you keep the, the draft pick and you have to pay them that money in the in the, the cap space, if the Mavericks and a max player want to have a deal, there will be a deal. They will figure out some way. There's always some way to get a guy. You've seen Daryl Morey do some crazy things in the past, like you know trade all those players. And you remember uh, – Jared Utah was part of that 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 trade where uh, they they sent him to Utah for like or they sent him to, to Houston for like no reason and then you then Houston ended up sending Jared Utah over in the, the Clippers deal to get Chris Paul and just all there's like five other players that had, they had to do that with to get Chris Paul just so many other things you've even seen when the big three you know got together in in Miami when LeBron and, and Chris Bosh and all them they had to make some trades to be able to make that happen and so if there is a max players, if, if that's your concern, you say, oh, I don't want this pick because we won't be able to get a max player then. The Mavericks will be able to make it happen. They'll do something. Yep. They'll stretch Courtney Lee. They'll do something. Yeah, and you have to remember what the max, um, you know, who that max it player is. If it's Kevin Durant, you're looking at like $38 million. Yeah. If it's, you know, a different player, you might be looking at around like $30 million. Um, 
And another thing is, I think it, I think it would almost increase your possibility to get a max player if you get the draft pick because now you actually got a chip to unload one of your contracts. Yeah, uh, you know, that's if, true. if you have the second overall pick, can you get somebody if if your target is a max player? Can you get somebody to take Tim Hardaway's contract if they're getting Ja Morant too? Uh, if you land at four, can you convince somebody to take uh, Tim Hardaway? Or would you even, if you think you're getting a max player, could get a max player, would you say, hey, we'll give you the fourth pick? Which that's, a, that's, a, whew, that's tough, uh, to, like Courtney Lee's expiring contract. Um, I don't know if I would give up the fourth pick just to get off Courtney Lee's expiring. I would have to be getting a really good player if that was yeah, the case. But it's in the mix. Yeah, but it's in the mix. But it's definitely... Uh, the Tim Hardaway thing, if they land at two or four, would some in the league take Tim Hardaway's contract if they got that pick? And would you should you do it if you were Dallas? It's, That's a conversation. It's so funny now because we've been talking about doing trades like this in the Mavericks cap space for years. Like literally years we've been talking about. We even had the the fake one with getting Chandler Parsons in the fourth pick last year. That was, yeah. that, was that kind of famous one that a bunch of people ran with. It was obviously nowhere near being – a real thing but we've been talking about the Mavericks being on on that end of of doing things like getting extra picks and doing stuff and now we're talking about the Mavericks giving up picks to get get off of these contracts and it's pretty wild that and the well the difference last year yeah and the difference last year is they have you know there's no Jaron Jackson's in this draft after Zion so yeah there's I mean John Morant RJ well I don't want to go down but they wouldn't you would take Jaron over John Morant oh for sure yeah I think so too in a heartbeat in in a, a not even think twice about it. It's pretty crazy. In a heartbeat. So I take Marvin Bagley over John Morant. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I mean Marvin Marvin Bagley was so, for for the so Mavericks. Good. Yeah. Maybe not long term, but Marvin for the Mavericks, would be yeah. pretty nice next to next to KP and Luca. He he he. Yes, he would. He would be. All right, Dave so, Yeager, right side of history, bro. So in the end, the Mavericks have a twenty six point three percent chance to keep their pick. And then a 6% chance to get Zion. Uh, that's included in that 26.3%. So, 6% chance to get Zion. Hey, the best the best chance anyone has to get Zion is 14%. So, you're talking a, a what? Uh, math. Uh, 8 percentage point difference. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, you just cross your fingers and see how lottery night goes. I, I think I don't feel any type of pressure anyway going into lottery night. We're going to be excited. We're going to watch it. If the Mavericks don't get their pick, who cares? House cool. money. <laughs> yeah, house money. If they land in the top four. I think Mavericks fans will be more pissed. I think there will be more pissed off fans if they land at like three or four yes. than if they like don't convey their pick at all. Or it's they gonna do be, convey it to Atlanta. The paper is going to write some kind of thing where it's like, why are Mavs fans upset about keeping the draft pick? And like, so they'll write something like that. That'll be funny. Yes. Uh, okay, so we t- we basically talked about the draft. The Mavericks have the thirty seventh pick in the uh, the thirty seventh pick overall. It's in the second round, obviously. Uh, Isaac, here are some players that have been drafted in the thirty seventh spot. Are you ready for this? Ooh, I'm ready. Your boy, the Dukey, Josh McRoberts. Josh, hey, my boy. Was the thirty seventh overall pick. I, I did try to talk to him about Duke one time, and he did not want to talk about right. <laughs> Your actual boy, Quincy AC. Yes, I love Quincy. Was the 37th pick. Luke Mbamute was a 37th pick, which is nice. Eddie House was a 37th overall pick. Wow. Uh, Duan Blair, former Maverick great, was a uh, 37th pick. Rashawn Holmes, current you know Phoenix Sun that everybody kind of looks at and says, oh, that you know we'd love to have Rashawn Holmes on the Mavericks. Well, he was a 37th pick, and the Mavericks have one. And the greatest number 37th pick in the entire history of the National Basketball Association, 
Nick Ready. Van Axel. Nick Van Axel, former Maverick great, was a 37th pick. Huh. You can get a good that. player there. Yeah, you can. I mean, we just got Jalen Brunson last year at 33. So, I mean, the in those that 30 range, they're still solid players. And especially in a draft like this, once you get at the end of the lottery into 20s, 30s, like there's going to be a lot of names that could go all over the board uh, because it's just that type of draft. But I'll, I will say this. So a deadline right after the draft is that traded player exception. If the Mavericks are going to use that traded player exception, which they have right now, the, the biggest one in history at $21 million. <laughs> if they're going to use that, you watch draft night because that's the time to use it. Isn't that that's that movie with, with Kevin Costner about the Cleveland Browns, right? Draft day. Oh, sorry. Draft day. Sorry. Um, yes. You watch that. Watch draft night as far as if they want to use the traded player exception, because, and if obviously if they use that, then they kind of know the direction of what free agency is looking like, because if they're going to be big time players in pre in free agency, then they're not going to use the exception. They're just going to let it expire. Yeah. But if they use it at draft night, so something to throw out there, we've been talking about the Dragic thing a lot, and we've talked about it for a couple months now about the DeAndre Jordan type thing. If you know that type of contract, if he opts out from Miami and stuff, what if there's something along those lines in which they say if Dragic is saying telling Miami, hey, I want you to trade me. Or I'll opt out and leave for nothing. Yeah. So my thing I throw out there is he makes around like 19 something million right now. What if he says, I'm going to go to Dallas. If you want something for me, here you go. If Dallas could pull off something to where they attach their 37th pick and Courtney Lee for Dragic to where they at least get a high second round pick, maybe throw something else in there. I don't know, not Jalen Brunson, something else. And then you get Dragic and you shed Courtney Lee's contract before you hit free agency. You you put him into that traded player exception. Then if you do that, you're only you're only losing a what, six or seven million because Courtney Lee's twelve million is coming off the books. You're adding in Drag Dragic at nineteen. So then you still have a lot of money to play with over the summer. So that's just a scenario that they could use that exception for. Is it highly likely? I wouldn't say that, but is it it's all about flexibility this summer and that just gives them options of what they could do. Absolutely. There's lots of flexibility, lots of things the Mavericks can do and that's what we're uh, we're excited about. So, let's take a quick break and when we come back, let's talk about free agency possibilities, summer league, and then also there's some some injury news that we need to to talk about over the summer. All right, Isaac. So let's move on to the next big date, which is free agency. Obviously, uh, we talked about the trade exception expiring then. Um, and now the Mavericks have – the free agency is kind of – it's kind of a big deal this summer. And free, I, I think by the end of free agency, you're going to understand what this Mavericks team is going to be because I don't see a bunch of big trades happening before the start of the season. Maybe the Mavericks could pull off some mid-season trades, like some some trade deadline stuff like they did this season, but it just doesn't seem like they have enough stuff. All the draft picks are gone because of, you know, Porzingis and that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I feel like you're going to be able to know what this Mavericks team is by the end of, almost by the end of the first day of free agency, it feels like. I think I think you're going to see the direction in which they're going to go. And I think Mark Cuban said this on his interview with the fan in which he's saying, 
you know, what direction do we go with the role players? Do they go with another younger route and it, they play like kind of the long-term game or do they go with the veteran type of route and surrounding these stars players? If they go to veteran type, then they know they want to win right now as far as like win and go all for it. If they go to younger type route, because they have decisions to make. Obviously, the Dwight Powell option uh, right before free agency starts, July 29th, you know, July 30th, or June, June 29th. He has to decide on that. Cuban just said on the radio the other day they planned on to extend him. Now, he used the word extend. We don't know. Cuban was just saying on radio. We don't know if that means exactly extend. He could just been saying extend and really Powell's going to opt out and then sign a three new three-year deal. We, yeah, which, we don't which know feels exactly. like an extension, yeah. but functionally that is not an extension. Yes. So we don't know anything exact on what that could look like, but then they have the qualifying offers for Finney Smith and Maxi. Like that, those are cheap, cheap qualifying offers that they're probably going to extend at like 1.8. And then you just see what happens in restricted free agency. And if you bring them on after everybody, then you can go over the cap to bring them back. So I think that's the question of you get, you have Porzingis, you know, you have somebody like Brunson Hardaway's probably going to be on the books. You still have Justin Jackson on the books. If Dwight, Dwight extends this up, who, who are you going to bring in to surround them? Is it going to be, let's just say they get Dragic. Who is it going to be? Maxi Dorian, you know, some of these guys, or are they going to go out in free agency and try to get a Luke Bamute type or a go another younger round and throw a, more flyers? At, I have you a know? bunch of, I have a list of some, some options here, but uh, the Mavericks also said that, that Porzingis is their number one priority. And we haven't really talked about him a lot, but he's also restricted free agent this summer. And so yeah. we, we expect the Mavericks to give him the full, you know, max and to, to give him five the- years, $158 million. That would, that's going to be on the board. And, I mean, it's yeah, pro- it's probably already on the board. Let's just, <laughs> yeah, I think that was pretty clear from the very, very, very start when they got him. And, um, yeah, we'll leave that at that. The Mavericks biggest needs as far as, um, just positionally in free agency, I feel like they need to come away. Like if the Mavericks come away with a starting center, starting guard or starting wing, I feel like they need to get two of those three in free agency. Yeah. Don't you feel um, like they, they need to come away with at least two of those three? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want shooting. Uh, they need as much shooting as they possibly could get. Uh, but, you know, with, with Donnie talking at the exit interviews and answering that question that we covered last week or in the podcast, if you haven't listened to that, go to the exit interview yeah, podcast. Yeah, the, the mega exit interview podcast. Yes, there was a long bunch, podcast. A whole bunch of audio on there. And uh, in which Donnie said that looks like the route that they're going as, as far as Porzingis at the four, at least starting at the four. And, you know, I like that route. That's the route I want, even though I feel like we're kind of in the minority with that because a lot of people just want that small ball Porzingis at the five. But I think he's agile enough to play the four, and I, I want a center next to him. Imagine thinking Porzingis at the five is small ball. Like, yeah, well, okay, well, I didn't three. mean it that way. Yeah, you know, I know what I was I, meaning. I know what it means. Yeah. It's just kind of funny that. People do talk about it. like they talk about the Warriors lineup being small ball and Durant is seven Durant's feet like tall. Seven yeah. Foot, yeah, Giannis playing small ball with Lopez. You're like, no, that doesn't that doesn't work. Yeah, so I'm wondering I'm wondering how they're going to go about the center position. I mean, obviously, if first choice you you go get a wing to go with Luca and Porzingis, yeah. and that would be ideal. But I think another ball handler, whether you know, I th- I would put the ball handler as like a third option. It just depends on names because 
Brunson's one of those guys where if he start if he started some, I think you'd be kind of like I think he could hold his ground some. He's proved that yeah, some. But I, but if he, I, I think I'd like him off the bench more. If the offseason ends and Brunson is your starting point guard, I I'm not feeling as good about this team. Well, I I'll counter that with saying it depends on what if you got a wing and a big though. Yeah, if he's the if he's the the fourth. If Brunson's your so. starting point guard and you got Durant at small forward, <laughs> then I'm fine with it. <laughs> so okay, so so we think Borzingis is going to be a four. That's kind of where Donnie's leaning. Um, starting centers. These are some of the options on free on uh, free agency right now. Marcus All has a player option. Al Horford has see a, that. Al Horford effect. has a player option. I would freaking love Al Horford if Boston lost Kyrie, didn't trade for AD, and they're saying, Just you know what, to... this we got to rebuild again. And Horford's like, hey, I'm out. I could totally see a team like Dallas saying, hey, we'll give you, you know, four for AD if you come here. Four for ninety, or if he's just done playing with Kyrie and Kyrie does come back and they get AD and you know they wanted, yeah, I would love done. Horford next to Porzingis. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Okay, Demarcus Cousins obviously unrestricted free agent. Um, we, I am very, just, I'm still against that. I'm just very, like my very being is against that. It would be fun, and I would eventually talk myself into it, but I'm against it as a move. Vucevic, obviously, how would, how would you like him and his personality with Lucas? I think they would be friends. Would, I think they would play Fortnite. Oh no, together. no! I think it would be funny. I think it would be. I think it would be. It would be funny. They're just. They're so very different. Yes. Um, Vucevic. Sorry, I said Vuce earlier. Vucevic is an unrestricted free agent. Um, the way the the Magic are playing right now, they'll probably win the finals, and so he'll uh, he'll get re-signed to the full max after his Finals MVP speech. Ed Davis is a guy. I, I feel like he's not really yeah, a like starting him. center in the league, but he's an interesting name out there. Well, now we're getting past the. We'll say the lines at Vucevic. If well, you go, then you anybody have, before that, you have both Lopez brothers. I guess I would put before Ed Davis. Okay. Well, okay. So, going back to our bullpen, Donnie comment yeah. that when I talked to Donnie last year, it what what route would he go? Would he go a starting center type of? If you get Vucevic, that's your starting five, and that's it. That's your front yeah. court. Or do you go the bullpen route and saying we're going to bring in a couple of guys? Yeah. We're going to bring in a bruiser. We're going to bring in a stretch five. You know, we're going to bring like two or three guys that you can rotate. If they bring Salah back, and then it's like Salah, Robin Lopez, and Max, something like that, or Dwight, and saying like these are your three rotating bigs based off matchups, something like that. I can see something like that also. But I like we we talked about it before. I like both the Lopez brothers. I do too. I, I like what they bring. I would like to bring both of them in. That would be hilarious. Just I like Ed in. Davis, too, and North Carolina boy. I like oh, I Ed Davis, too. That. That's funny. I forgot about that. But he would, I think he would fall into that bullpen type of thing. Yes. If you brought Ed Davis in, you'd still have a couple other guys you'd rotate at that five spot. Yes, I agree with that. The one thing that, that intrigues me about Ed Davis, and we'll go through, we'll do free agent profiles and all this stuff going you know closer to free agency, but he brings so much rebounding. And that's a, that's a huge thing yeah. that this team is going to need. Um, starting guards, if the Mavericks are going to look down that route, some names that are available, obviously Kemba, Kyrie, Dragic, we've talked about a lot. Dragic, we've talked about a lot. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's restricted, but I doubt he I doubt mm-hmm. he like leaves a Brooklyn net You know, July 1st. Pat Beverly is a guy that we've talked about a, a lot that we are, are very for, even though he uh, just <laughs> hurts people. Yeah. <laughs> um, Malcolm Brogdon, obviously, 
isn't it? Oh, we yes, talk about please. a lot. He's going to be restricted. It's like my favorite name. He's going to be a restricted free agent. Um, Milwaukee's free agency situation is going to be really interesting. And then Terry Rozier, I guess, too. Uh, but at that point, I would kind of just start. Mm. I would rather start Brunson than get Terry Rozier. He's restricted as well. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not for sure if I'm ready to pay Terry Rozier that much money. The, Reggie, Reggie Bullock for a wing is yes. one of my favorite under the radar. Starting wing options, obviously Durant, Kawhi, Clay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton. All those guys have player options. Tobias Harris is unrestricted. Danny Green is my new guy. That he's unrestricted. Oh, I love Danny Green. He's yes, unrestricted. It would just be awesome. Get him on a couple years. You might have to overpay him a little bit, but he's totally worth it. He, he just so, does. He is the. What we thought Wes Matthews was going to be. He is that, but just the the best version of that. Sign me up for Danny Green in Dallas any day of the week. Hey, you know what? He went to North Carolina too. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Reggie Bullock, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic yes. as a wing. Reggie Bullock, under the radar, should be super cheap. Sign me up. He can shoot the lights out. We need shooters around Luka. Except from what I've heard from him, it sounds like he loved playing in L.A. with LeBron. and so Stop it. That's what he sounds like. Uh, and then Bojan Bogdanovic you talked about. Kelly Oubre also restricted free agent. If they go down that kind of route, then then you're then you know they're taking that long route where they want some younger guys. Yes, very true. So that's free agency. Then summer league comes up. At this point, we know there's no Luca, obviously no Brunson, no Justin Jackson. Um, Donnie said that the two way guys will probably be playing, so we'll probably get some some Kostis. We'll probably get some Daryl Macon. And then uh, whatever draft picks the Mavericks end up with. So that 37th pick, if the Mavericks get a top, Zion. They get Zion. Oh, my gosh. Zion in Summer League is going to be insane. <laughs> if the Mavericks – okay. If the Mavericks get Zion, we have to go to Summer League, you and I. We, Podcast. <laughs> we have to make that happen. Can we, can we say that right now on this pod? I have to check my vacation dates. <laughs> We'll go over the. We'll, we'll make sure that the Mavericks are playing on a weekend, and we'll just go over the weekend. I work over the weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, what? Oh, we can I, go through the week then. Whatever your days off are, because my days that's off. That's true. Whatever. That's true. Got to raise some money to go to Vegas. But if they if they get Zion, man, it's gonna be a whole different ballgame. We're gonna do a whole Zion centric pod uh, in the near future. Well, yeah, we'll so. probably do at least one draft profile on him, at least. Yeah, just his fit and how it changes everything, and but. so. Uh, that's who's going to be playing in Summer League. And then injuries, the last thing we'll get to. J.J. Barea had surgery on January 14th. You guys all know that. He is set to be ready for training camp, and so I'm not really worried about him at all. Porzingis, obviously fully back. And then Tim Hardaway Jr., he was injured the whole season with a stress reaction in his left tibia. Hardaway's the one that uh, that concerns me the most. Because that's the same thing There's Seth just- Curry had. Yes, we we talked about this at the exit interview thing. It was just very mysterious how he approached that on exit interview day. He dropped the Seth Curry thing. Mavericks have dealt with this before, Seth. Uh, he's having surgery, you know, this week. Uh, I don't know what day this week. And he doesn't know what it's he, called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he doesn't know exactly what it's called. He said he was hurt all season long. So uh, we'll see. I think he said that he's ready. He should be ready come yeah. training camp and stuff. He believes but, that, uh, and Donnie also believes that he'll be ready for training camp as well. Yeah. So we'll see how that. There's literally nothing that we can say about Hardaway until I mean, no one literally knows what the surgery is called. So uh, until they give more updates on that, uh, we really don't have an update. There you go. So that's the overview of the off season. It's going to be interesting. There's a lot of stuff. Obviously, we can get to. A lot of things will change. And uh, we're excited to see how the Mavericks team looks at the end of all this. 
huge offseason. Rick Carlisle in his last uh, exit interview meeting, you know, told them even I think it was in San San Antonio too. Said we're building something special here, and this is going to be one of the biggest summers and decision making few months that's going to really alter the shape of the franchise for the next you know five six years. It's massive, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. You can get your wise camera, wyze.com slash locked. Go get your camera there. Peace out. Boom. Boom.